When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Wednesday morning, middle of the week already. Aren't they? Weeks flying by. 28th of September 2022. Daniel Pedgrew with you broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our phone number. Uh, feel free to call anytime. You'll get straight on air or 0457 736 736 if you want to flick us a text message on this Wednesday morning. Plenty coming up before breakfast with Vossi and Brandy through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney and Patton Hills on SENQ 693 AM and SEN 1620 AM. Lots of rugby league news flying around, some news out of team this Tuesday, bit of news on next year, some news on the World Cup and plenty more, bit of other news going around in the world of sport as well involving basketball and football and cricket. We'll endeavour to get to all of that over the course of the next hour. Matty Cox, as per usual on a Wednesday morning, will join me in about 15 minutes. We will have a look back at last weekend's grand final, uh, if we must, as Swans fans. Uh, Really, really good win by Geelong, of course. And I also ask him about Jared Waitley's take that it should be moved. The grand final should be moved tonight after the ratings were down in this year's AFL grand final. Plus, I'll give him my thoughts on how the NRL final uh, grand final is going to go on Sunday. So plenty to get across. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 the phone number, or 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic, thanks to Reem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream at two past five. Just before we get to the news of the day, and there is a lot around, as you can imagine, in grand final week. But we are in grand final mode. We're, what, four sleeps away from the grand final on Sunday night, which, of course, you will hear hard 10 hours of coverage here on SEN on Sunday. However... Favourite grand final moments. I want your favourite grand final moment this week. We're in grand final mode. A few other questions we're going to throw out in the next couple of days. But today it's your favourite grand final moment. May not be the best ever grand final. May not be everyone's favourite moment. I'm sure it'd be one of your team winning. But your favourite moment, the moment that stands out in grand finals. I have one. I may share it later. But 0457 736 736. Or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Your favourite ever grand final moment, and as I said, I would say nine times out of ten that would mean it would have featured your team winning. But look, it maybe an, another team um, winning, or maybe a big moment in game in a game that maybe uh, it's not a team that you support. But your favourite grand final, grand final, favourite NRL grand final moments. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. What stands out in your memory of however many grand finals you've watched so far in your life? 
What is your favourite moment? Happy to hear from you. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. For some people, it might be hard to uh, tear a few apart. I don't know. Um, there's a there's a lot um, in grand final history. So anyway, yeah, favourite grand final moment. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We'll get to your texts and calls on that shortly. I uh, also want your thoughts on all of this. So Teamless Tuesday, the final Teamless Tuesday of the 2022 NRL season, was out yesterday, um, and no surprise that there is a few changes to uh, teams that we sort of expected. Uh, so Parramatta coach Brad Arthur and Panthers counterpart Ivan Cleary, they have named their teams for Sunday's NRL Grand Final at Accor Stadium. Now, for Parramatta, injured Tom Obachek has been named on an extended bench, but he is unfortunately expected to miss the decider in a crushing blow for the England-bound Parramatta centre and you've got to feel sorry for him. There was vision on Monday night of him warming up um, and training, and you could just see he just – he said – well, you, you don't know 100%, but it looked like he said that he felt a twinge. He is going to try again, I think, later on in the week, but he'll be – Uh, A long shot, unfortunately, I think, to play in the grand final. Uh, So Bailey Simonson has kept his spot at left centre in place of Opacic, presuming he doesn't play uh, after playing last weekend in that win over the North Queensland Cowboys. Now for the Panthers, Charlie Staines remains on the wing with Taylor May falling short in his bid to overcome a hamstring injury. Um, And for the Parramatta Reels, Brad Arthur has named Nathan Brown on the bench. Um, there was talk about this yesterday. He has been named, I think, jersey number 14, Nathan Brown, uh, pushing Bryce Cartwright onto the extended bench. Coaches Arthur, uh, Coach Arthur's son, Jacob, he has been retained in the Eels 17 on the bench after he didn't get any game time against the Cowboys. So what did you make of it? Nathan Brown into that sign on the bench, it has to be said. Bryce Cartwright looked like he looks like he's going to be 18th man. Jacob Arthur's still there. Um, and Brad Arthur saying, look, he's played with 16 men, only used 16 men six times this year, and five times they have won. I still think it's a gamble on grand final day. I know, look, it might be a masterstroke if one of the key playmakers goes down injured early, and hopefully that doesn't happen to have Arthur on the bench. But, gee, to be with 16 men for a grand final, if he doesn't indeed play Jacob Arthur, it's an interesting um Interesting thought, and I just don't know if it's the right decision. Anyway, we'll wait and see. It may be a great decision. But what do you make of Nathan Brown back in that uh, team for this game? It seems, anyway, for this game on Sunday night, the grand final against the Penrith Panthers, 0457736736 or 1300-01-1170. Now, also tonight, it's the Delhi M's. It's sort of gone a bit under the radar um, over the last few days, but it is tonight. Uh, be live on Fox Sports, Fox League. Um, and there's six contenders for the Dally M's, really, um, which we held tonight. Now, Ben Hunt, we know, was leading the Dally M medal count before it went behind closed doors uh, at the end, uh, I think after round 12. So uh, he is leading at the moment. Uh, he was on 19 points and still firmly in the hunt, isn't he? no pun intended, because he is, of course, one of the Dragons, probably the Dragons' best player. So whenever the Dragons got a win, nine times out of ten, he would have probably been posting those three points. So Ben Hunt, definitely one of the contenders in this year's Delhi M's. The other contenders, Mitchell Moses from the Eels, he was uh, 15 points when 
the closing went behind, voting went behind closed doors. It has to be said that Moses did miss a few weeks with injury, which may hurt him. But uh, he did poll five points in the last of in five of the last eight games, including three man of the match displays. So he'll be right up there. Nico Hines, we know how good he was for the Cronulla Sharks as well. Um, he was uh, 16 on 16 points, one point ahead of Moses. And he had a very good end of season as well. So he's definitely going to be up there as contender in this year's Dally M's. James Tedesco at the Roosters, of course, won the Dally M a few. Uh, definitely been um, in contention for him. Uh, for the Delhi M for many, many years now. He was fifth on 14 points when fighting went behind closed doors, but we saw the Roosters' end of the season where they won those eight games in a row, and he was a big part of those wins. There were other players there that I reckon may have taken three points off him at various times, but he is always there and thereabouts. Dylan Edwards, uh, who Vossi and Brandy spoke to yesterday, of course, will be playing in this year's grand final. He's another one that has sort of gone under the radar, but he is... Just sensational. A sensational player. Um, talk about him being potentially in the Australian World Cup squad as well. He was equal seventh on 13 points. But again, his back end of the season, of course, with no Nathan Cleary, with no Jerome Luai, probably gave him more of a chance to pull some points. So he'd still be there and thereabouts. He'll be under the radar. And the other one, uh, Isaiah Yo, sort of similar to Dylan Edwards. Uh, no Cleary, no Jerome Luai. And played very, very well. Always plays well. Rarely has a bad game as IO. So that will be on tonight. It will be on at 7.30pm. Going to be held at Randrick Racecourse. That's an interesting place to have it. Uh, this year, you're going to watch it. And who is your tip for the Dally M? Uh, which one of those six players? Or is it someone else? It'd be hard to see anyone other than one of those six players winning the Dally M. But who is your tip? It's on Fox Sports tonight at 7.30pm. Who do you think is going to win that Adelian medal? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. There's plenty of other news around, including a plan to scrap the Friday 6pm game. We'll get to that shortly and some other news in sport as well. Asking you as well this morning, your favourite grand final moments. Camelo has te- uh, kicked us off on the text. 0457 736 736. He says has to be the Benji flick part. Yeah, what a moment that was, 2005 to Pat Richard. So favourite grand final moments, who's going to win the Dally M? Much, much more to come. 0457 736 736. After this, we have a chat to Matty Cox. 14 past five, going to have a chat with Matty Cox in just a second. 0457 736 736. Asking you this morning, your favourite grand final moments. What's your favourite moment that stands out in your history of watching grand finals? And who is going to win the Dally M tonight? Who's your tip for the Dally M? And are you going to be watching 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170? Let's have a chat with Matty Cox. Very good morning to you, Dan. Morning to you, Matty. I was disappointed you didn't play a bit of Robbie Williams after well, Saturday. You know the uh, the old technical uh, ability uh, in the uh, SEN uh, studios, <laughs> and I thought of that with about a minute left in that ad break. Yeah. Do you reckon the little library that uh, I use would uh, fire up in time? No. no. And it's still loading. So maybe at shame. the end of the chat I might get there. or oh, good. Maybe next week. I might play it myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you, you, you actually, you'd probably have more success. I probably, I probably could get up in the next uh, minute. How are you, mate? <laughs> well, apart from the, the, the technical uh, ability of me this morning, I'm very well. We had a, well, I was going to say a great grand final, but mm. <laughs> I I sat there, and I'm keen to get your thoughts as a, as a neutral I, I sat there and just admired what Geelong were able to produce in mm. terms of the, their just their their power. They, they were just awesome, and, and then to sit there, lucky enough to be at the ground on Saturday, and just admire what they were able to pro- produce as a as a someone who's intricately invested in the AFL. It was just awesome to see. Did you did you catch much of it, or did your interest wane when the, the margin started to balloon? Uh, I watched all of the pre-match entertainment, which I know we'll talk about in a second. Uh, look, no, I watched the watched all of the first quarter at home, and then we were already planning to head out and watch it uh, at a venue. Um, and we uh, walked up the road probably about 20 minutes, and we went to the pub that was absolutely packed. And this place is never usually that packed, especially on a Saturday afternoon. And we probably arrived there just as the second quarter was ending. And the Swans had shown the tiniest bit of fight in that second quarter. Uh, We stayed around for the third quarter. And then uh, we decided to head into the city where we were meeting some friends a little later on. Because at the end of the day, uh, I think, uh, and I I agree with you, Geelong, sensational, fantastic. Um, And you could see that the game was virtually over after the first quarter, which I think was very disappointing for Swans fans and disappointing for neutral fans. Um, and I think the interest in Sydney, obviously throughout the match, probably waned. But the interest at the start of the game, Maddie, and we were talking about this last week, it was definitely there. A lot of Sydney was tuned into it. But, yeah, really disappointing about how one-sided it was in the end from a Sydney point of view. Obviously, Geelong, very good. How has it been interpreted in the Harbour City? Is it Has it almost been left alone, no one wants to, to touch the result for the Sydney Swans, or has there been a bit of criticism their way? Look, there's been a bit of talk about it, but I, I think, and I made mention of this last week, is that whatever happened, if Sydney won, obviously you're going to get more uh, media coverage, it'd be on the back page of the paper, it'd be top headline, but because they didn't win, um, and we've got our own, well, that night we had our own preliminary final, and then we've got our own build-up of an all-Sydney grand final this week, the first grand final, a proper grand final with a full crowd to be played in Sydney since 2019. The attention really quickly switched to the rugby league. There's been a little talk about it, and people have been disappointed about how the season ended for the Swans, and they would have liked to see a better performance. But, yeah, I have to say attention really quickly switched uh, to the NRL as soon as the AFL finished. Which we'll, uh, I'll get your thoughts on mm. in a moment, but let, let, let's, we've buried the, we've buried the lead here. Mm. Surely the NRL <laughs> can't beat the AFL when it comes to pre-match entertainment. Surely you're not going to tell me this morning that you are going to be able to overcome the Robbie Williams juggernaut that descended onto the MCG on Saturday afternoon. Oh, very, very good, Maddie. Very good. Finally loaded yeah, well, on me. Well done. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think we are. Well, look, we've got Jimmy Barnes headlining, who is fantastic. Who? Uh, yeah, <laughs> who is? Who? Fa- yeah, exactly. Uh, no, he's been around. He's actually done the grand final a few times, and I think. Probably the criticism. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pulling yeah, you up there. Yeah, you you yeah. reheating old soup. Yes, yes, we are. Yes. Uh, right. he was, last time, okay. I think, was the 
2015 grand final, I think, from memory. And look, he's very good, Jimmy Barnes. I don't think uh, there's, I think most people like him. But I think the main criticism was was that this is the first year since obviously 2019 we could probably get an international act. Um, and there is a lot of people, uh, Maddie, and you're probably the same in the AFL that really couldn't care less about pre-match entertainment. And look, I understand that we've got uh, Bliss and Esso performing as well when the Who? yeah, well that's what I said to be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who uh, are a band, apparently. No, but they're going to uh, be performing when the players do their retirement parade, and that'll be very nice. But uh, no, You're I, not going to get Mike Brady. No, He's a very no, good act. No, no, I don't think he would suit uh, the NRL. <laughs> good song, though. Uh, he should write one for the Rugby League. Uh, but no, look, it, it's not nowhere near as big as you guys have had it. And I think for the past, well, let's think pre-COVID, we did have a good run. We had good Charlotte, Ricky Martin, uh, Macklemore uh, over f- over a few years. But uh, no, this year, Robbie Williams, Doubter, of course, her two-minute cameo was fantastic as well. So um, I think, uh, yeah, I think you guys uh, will beat us in the pre-match entertainment stakes this year. But hopefully we will have a closer grand final than you. <laughs> yeah, all right. You might be able to get us on that. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll what? see. Now, now, speak about what's what's occurring in the Harbour City because you've got one side that's been the dominant force over the last couple of years, Penrith making their third grand final. But the, on the other side of the equation, you've got the Eels. This territory is very foreign for them, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, last grand final was 2009. They lost that to Melbourne. We know what happened with the Storm after that, but they still lost the grand final. Uh, before that, the grand final before that they made was 2001. They'd been the dominant team all year and was lo- were losing 24-0 at halftime to the Newcastle Knights, who went on to win that grand final. And the last premiership they won uh, was back in 1986. So it has been a very long time for the Parramatta Eels. Uh, they scraped their way into the grand final. They were 20-12 to 12 down on Friday night with only about 20 minutes to go and then really, really good defence by Parramatta and a couple of quick tries got them into the grand final. They have beaten Penrith twice this year, Matty, um, during the regular season. They would be fairly confident they know how to do it. I suppose the worrying thing, and we'll have a preview on our show on Friday morning, but I suppose the worrying thing for uh, Parramatta is these two teams met the other week in the first week of the finals. Now, it was at Penrith. Uh, Penrith managed to beat them fairly easily, but I would, Matty, put just a little asterisk on that, that it was only 7-6 at half time to Penrith, and Parramatta lost their best player uh, early on in the second half when I think they were down 12-6 or 13-7 or something along those lines. So it was fairly close up until they lost Mitchell Moses. So Parramatta, I've said to you in the past, they're a very confidence-based team. They play momentum football. We saw that uh, last Friday night. Um, If they can get a good start, you never know, but it's going to be tricky against this Penrith side who have been there, done that over the past couple of years. Are you prepared to make a tip yet, Dan, or are you still tossing up? Look, I'm going to save my tip for my listers on Friday, but look, I will say this, Penrith are deservedly favourites. Nearly everyone uh, has tipped Penrith this weekend. Uh, so if you are tipping, I would say most 90% of people are going to go Penrith. I, I think, though, uh, out of all the teams that Penrith could be playing in the grand final, um, and not that I think Penrith will be wor- would be worried about meeting anyone the way they've been playing the past couple of years. But I think Parramatta are the ones they'd probably be a bit nervy about, as I said, because Parramatta do have that record against Penrith that can 
can upset them. So I think it'll be a really close game. Um, I, I don't think it will be decided until uh, the last 20 minutes. I know some people think Penrith might run away with it early on. Um, I, I just think Parramatta have done such a good job to get there. Um, even if they don't go on to win it in the end, they want to be turning up and playing their best footy. And I think it should be a great grand final. And just away as well, just quickly, just away from the actual game. Just great to see two Western Sydney teams in the grand final, a local derby. Um, and as I said, uh, the first sold-out grand final we've had in Sydney since 2019. So real, really our first grand final week that, and as I know you guys would have had the same last week, we've experienced in three years. And it's just a really special week for those that get to enjoy it. And it was a buzz down here last week. It, it, the, as we got closer to it, the, the the whole city, the vibe of the city was just rocking. So I can imagine that it will be something similar up there as you get toward your grand final day on Sunday. Uh, before I let you go, this conversation comes up every time of year because of the, the way the two different codes are structured. It's the starting time of the grand <laughs> final. Yeah. 7.30, uh, it's going, well, it's listed for 7.30, Manny, but let's say it'll probably be more like 7.45. Um, I suppose, and I know there's does, been, sorry, go on. Does it work? Oh, no, and it, it, this is, it, it's almost like a redundant question to ask getting NRL fan because it's been a night or twilight game for such a long period mm. of time that you probably don't even remember what it was like to have an afternoon game. I vaguely remember it. 2000 was the last afternoon grand final. Look, uh, in a minute, uh, if I could get through it quickly. Look, it works, and it does help as well that in Sydney or New South Wales and Queensland, there is a public holiday on the Monday, so that does obviously help the nighttime grand final. But there's a lot of people that still want a 3pm kickoff. I don't think that will ever happen, um, unfortunately, for people that want that. Uh, I know there's been talk about that in the AFL world this week as well, but Look, I just think it's going to be 7.30, quarter to eight. I think people would probably be more accepting of it if it was 7 p.m., but still, it's grand final. People are going to be watching it. I think the one thing it does do is when you do win the grand final, the celebrations are a bit hampered when you're not out of the stadium until after 10 p.m., but I'm sure people will make the most of that anyway. And now I've worked technically here because I've held the heart off. Oh, well done. Heart out for, for us. <laughs> well done. Because you, you had comments from Jared Whateley yeah. that um, got, got your interest a couple of days ago and it sparked a lot of interest down here. What are your thoughts on what he had to say the other day? Yeah, look, I think it is an interesting one, Matty. I really do. Um, you just asked me about the NRL Grand Final. The AFL Grand Final, apart from obviously during COVID, we always saw it as an afternoon game and... Look, I still like the AFL being played in the afternoon. I thought, and it helped that it was a nice day in Melbourne, clearly, the other day. Um, and I don't think it would have been much of a talking point if, um, and who knows what would have happened if it was closer, but because it was very one-sided, people did switch off. I've actually got a text here, Matty, uh, saying the reason why the AFL Grand Final would have been down on viewers is because it wasn't on free-to-air or on a smart TV. I was at an engagement party and no one can, could get it on the TV. And I, I did see people on Twitter complaining about uh, the streaming elements of it. I do, though, think, Maddie, and I don't know what you think, I wouldn't be surprised if inevitably it does move to a nighttime grand final because of TV. But I have no issue with the AFL in the daytime. I think uh, it's a tradition and hopefully it can stay like that for a few more years. But as I say, I would not be surprised to see it moved in the next little while. Yeah, we, we had a conversation, I'll be as quick as I can here, we had a mm. conversation yesterday on tradies about 
about, about this very issue, and it seems to have, I don't know, it, it's gained more traction than I thought it would. And, and Jared was very strong on it the other day, particularly after the ratings came out. But one element that's got lost in the wash a bit in this conversation, I maintain anyway, is that we got a capacity crowd, a capacity crowd yeah, at the MCG. Yep, there was not a spare seat in the house on Saturday afternoon. So I think that has to be considered in this conversation and a little bit of weight. The whole COVID and being able to get out and about and share it with people again, I think that comes into consideration. But at the same time, if you're trying to attract eyeballs onto the competition, and and particularly not just here domestically, but also internationally, you're trying to get more eyeballs on it to generate more sponsorship, which generates more money for clubs and investment in local sport, et cetera, et cetera. So you do have to manoeuvre to, to satisfy all parties. And, and for me, that's why I think a twilight starting mm. zone is probably going to be the, the best starting point. You mentioned just quickly, you mentioned people out and about uh, due, to, well, due to COVID, not having COVID anymore, but able to go out and watch uh, the games. I asked on Friday morning about uh, where people are going to be watching the NRL and the AFL. I got a few texts about one, one guy, I think his name was Andrew, texted in and said that he was going out Friday night with mates, Saturday to the AFL uh, party with the AFL, and then Saturday night with mates as well. I know on Sunday I'm going out with a few friends to watch the grand final. So I, I think that does play a part in it as well. A lot more people would have been out and about this year uh, celebrating uh, the fact that, uh, well, for Melbourne, first time in two years you could watch the grand final, uh, to three years you could watch the grand final with your mates. Uh, this for Sydney, two years. So I do think that plays a part in it. And you're right, Matty, when people are at pubs or at other people's houses, that doesn't really get counted in the ratings because you're not watching it at home. So you could have 200 people in the pub watching it, but you'd never that would never show up in the ratings. So I think you have to take that into account as well when you talk about uh, ratings for NRL, AFL, Grand Finals, State of Origin and the like. Yes, you do. It's a very uh, it's a very interesting situation, isn't it? Uh, ratings figures. Uh, we, we've got to go for overtime. We're yes. We're going to have to ask our managers for overtime after yep. this uh, conversation. And I've got Fully to go sort that. out my ad breaks now. So, good on you, Dan. <laughs> I'll leave you a bit with just a little bit of something you won't get on Sunday uh, afternoon. So... Uh, <laughs> Just Thank a little you, bit of Robbie. <laughs> Thank you, Matty. Speak next week. <laughs> Will do. Good on you, Dan. Ah, uh, yes, Robbie Williams, uh, who was very good, I thought, at the grand final uh, the other day with uh, Tilda Goodrum as well. Thank you, Matty. We'll have a chat with him again next week. Your thoughts on all of that? Would you like the NRL? And I know this is a um, debate that uh, has been spoken about ever since it was moved from the daytime to the nighttime. And we did have a twilight grand final. In fact, I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong, I'm pretty sure the last time Parramatta were in the grand final against the Melbourne Storm, it was a twilight grand final at about 5, 5.30, I think it was. Uh, because, of course, in Sydney uh, this weekend, uh, we move our clocks forward, so we get an extra hour of daylight. So it has to be said that by the time uh, the grand final gets underway on Sunday night about 7.30, you'd probably just be getting dark. Uh, but would you like to see it move back to a daytime grand final or a twilight grand final? Or are you happy with a nighttime grand final? Look, there would be people that um, don't remember. Look, Manny was joking there. I remember the daytime grand finals, but I was only very young. I was 10 when the last uh, daytime grand final was played in 2000 between the Brisbane Broncos and the Sydney Roosters. Would you like a return to the daytime grand final? Because as I say, there would be people... 
um, that were never weren't around when there was a daytime grand final. People that don't remember daytime grand finals. Let's go to the open line just before a break. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Chris from Rose Bay is on the line. Morning to you, Chris. Morning. Um, yeah, just regarding the daytime grand final as opposed to an evening grand final. Of course, there's going to be more people watching at night because yes. they're, they're sort of back home, yeah, yes. which is what they sort of want. But they're illusory ratings. They're, they're not true ratings. I mean, in Sydney, for instance, when the Melbourne Cup's on, mm. the Melbourne Cup, I think, it rates one on TV. Mm. But, of course, probably more than half the population are watching the race, but they're not watching it at home. No. They're watching it in clubs and pubs. Um, I, I was in New Zealand five, six years ago. Mm. And the grand final started at 11.30 in New Zealand because they went to, we went to Daylight Saving and they didn't. 11.30 at night yeah. in New Zealand, which is the third biggest market. Mm. It rated one on New Zealand TV at 11.30. That was the roosters in the storm. Yeah. Um, I've got no problem with it, an afternoon or a twilight game. I think it starts too late here. Mm. And if they decide in Melbourne to bring it Forward a few hours to twilight, that's probably okay. But I think a, a daytime grand final is still fine. I don't think the rating is the be-all and end-all because I don't think the ratings really reflect how many people are watching the game anyway. Chris, you're 100% right in terms of your first point about uh, the pubs and the clubs. Uh, and that's what I mentioned to Maddie as well, is that with NRL or AFL grand, well, any game really, uh, you're going to get, even if it's round 10, a random match, you're going to get people watching in a pub because that's just what happens. But uh, more so, obviously, for a grand final or a state of origin, you're going to get more people that are out, out and about watching it either at pubs, clubs or friends' house with other friends. That's just what's going to happen. But as you say, that doesn't count on the ratings. That doesn't show up on the ratings and still is the number one show of the day or or the night. And and you're right as well about New Zealand. Um, And this is a thing we hear about, especially in state of origin period as well, when it is in the middle of the week um, and games aren't kicking off until 10 past 10, 10.30 uh, New Zealand time. I don't know if there's much we can do about that. But you're right, they are our third biggest market. Um, and I think an earlier grand final would definitely benefit them. But look, Chris, I'd be interested to get your take on this before I let you go. I, I'm um, 32. I, I remember the afternoon grand finals, but only vaguely. Um, would How hard would it be? Probably not hard, but do you think, do you ever see it being moved back to a daytime grand final or do you see it's just going to be at night now to suit TV um, and that's what people are used to? I think I think that the, the networks and the league are bluffed into thinking that people are going to, a lot more people watch it at night when I don't think they do. Mm. So I can't really see it going back. Now, I think it should go back, but I don't think it ever will go back, especially say to three o'clock, and they might—they have brought it back an hour or so, haven't they? From you know a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. So they're going in one direction, and maybe the Aussie rules will go in another direction and bring it forward an hour. But I don't think in Sydney we're ever going to see an afternoon grand final again, which to me is sad. And I think you see better football in the afternoon as well. I think the day goes too long myself. I mean, I. I I must prefer seeing an afternoon grand final, but will we see it again? Probably not, unfortunately. No, no. Uh, and look at that Roosters South game just a few weeks ago, Sunday afternoon. Uh, I know there was controversy in that game, but it's a beautiful day and a good game of footy. Thanks, Chris. Call any time, mate. 
Cheers, mate. Uh, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. If you want to join Chris on the open line anytime, you'll get straight on the air. Um, also got some text there. I'll get to a second in a second. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Look, he makes a good point about the day going too long. I know from uh, my uh, point of view, just trying to work out timings to meet people or whatever, and uh, and I know. Uh, from experience in the AFL, people are out and about and had no issue with the 2.30 uh, un- kickoff. But look, I, I personally don't have a real issue with the nighttime grand final, but I wouldn't have a huge issue if it was moved back to the daytime as well. I just don't see it happening. But your thoughts on all of that? Uh, interesting conversation. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Happy to get your thoughts on all of that. Uh, just before a break as well, uh, and there's talk about this yesterday. I heard Julian King talking about it in our morning show, but the NRL is set to reduce the amount of Friday night doubleheaders. Now, talk about um, time slots where people don't like. Uh, in next year's schedule, and add a third Sunday game in the latest overhaul to the competition structure. Now, we know clubs have been struggling to draw crowds at the Friday 6 p.m. kickoff, and the NRL is in the advanced stages of working on a draw, which will remove the time slot from several rounds in a 17-team competition. Now, according to sources familiar with the situation, the NRL has discussed a proposal which will scrap the early Friday kickoff in rounds directly following each state of origin match and replace it with a Sunday night fixture. It will allow the NRL to have up to three matches on Sundays, with the last fixture proving a ratings win. Uh, while the NRL won't completely abolish the first of two Friday night games, executives discussed Sunday night being a more fan-friendly uh, time slot. To be honest, uh, I would be happy if they got rid of that Friday 6pm game full stop. Um, I think it's very hard for, uh, it's made for TV and that's good, but it's very hard for a lot of people to get out to that, uh, to a game at that time. Um, it's even hard for some people to get home to watch it at that time. There were a lot of complaints about Monday night footy when that was around and it was a 7 PM kickoff. I still think it was more favorable than this Friday, six o'clock kickoff. And I think Sunday night, although not perfect, and you're not going to get a perfect time slot in every match but I think is a lot better than Friday 6 p.m., especially if you're kicking off the Sunday match at 6.30. It's not too bad. It's done by about 8 o'clock. Would you be happy to see the end of the Friday 6 p.m. game full stop? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 So asking you about that, asking you about daytime, nighttime grand finals. Got heaps of texts on that. I'll get to that. And also, uh, your favourite grand final moments. It is grand final week Wanted to get your favourite grand final moment. What's that moment that stood out for you whilst you've been watching the NRL grand finals? 0457 736 736. I promise I'll get to your text, your calls, anytime. 1300 01 1170. After this break, it's 22 to 6. 18 to 6. If you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles together with us want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles now and enter at iCanWin.com. George says on the text, Chris is 100% right about the Melbourne Cup, uh, people not being at home. A lot of places I've noticed are already advertising uh, for lunches. Yeah, look, I've noticed that as well myself. Uh, Heaps of places, uh, venues uh, already. Well, not already. It's only just over a month away, but uh, advertising for lunches. I was at one last year where I dare say, and this was just after lockdown, there was probably 200 people there. 
Um, obviously, more people allowed now this year. Good point. Uh, more of your texts, 0457 736 736. We can call any time. You'll get straight on the open line, 1300 01 1170. This one from Bulldog Tom. He says, morning, Dan. Uh, two grand final moments here. Asking for your greatest, well, favourite grand final moments. Uh, two grand final moments, both involving Jonathan Thurston. The 2004 grand final when he gave his premiership ring to Steve Price. Yeah, remember that. Uh, the victory over the Roosters and Price couldn't play. And obviously the 2015 grand final, his field goal. An irreplaceable player. Uh, certainly the best I have seen. That one from uh, from Bulldog Tom. Uh, so thank you, Bulldog Tom. Yeah, very, very uh, good text there. Yeah, that 2015 grand final will stand out in the memory of everyone, I think. Damo says, Broncos, Cowboys, most scintillating and edgy seat grand final I've ever watched since 1975, and I'm an Eels fan. Cheers, Damo. How are you feeling this week, Damo? Uh, very, very nervous, I imagine. Um, but, yeah, going to be a very, uh, very good grand final, I hope, and you're right about that 2015 grand final. What a grand final. It's a a roller coaster of emotions. This one from Rooster Muzz. Good morning, Dan. After the Dally M's of 2013, when after a great season, Sonny Bill Williams didn't even finish in the top 20, I lost all interest in the Dally M's. Yeah, these are Dally M's are on tonight, asking uh, you who you think you're going to win. And to make matters worse, after a stellar grand final in the same year, SBW was robbed of the Clive Churchill medal which went to Daly Cherry Evans in a losing side regards Rooster Muzz. It's interesting, Rooster Muzz, um, in terms of the Roosters. Uh, you're right about Daly Cherry Evans in 2013. And was it 2019 in that lo- in that win against Canberra that Jack Whiten uh, won the Clive Churchill medal? I think it was the 2019 one as well, where the Roosters uh, had won both of those grand finals, 13 and 19, but didn't win the Clive Churchill medal. Um Happened a couple of times. Thank you for that one. Uh, Greenkeeping Rooster says, Morning, Dan. I would love a day grand final, but I don't think it will ever happen again. I think the ideal time for grand final, in my opinion, would be 4 p.m. Yeah, I think 3 p.m. would be a bit too early um, these days, but I agree. 4 p.m. would be a really, really good uh, kickoff time. Um, I I just don't. I I just agree with you. I, I just don't see it ever happening. I think... Uh, we've been locked into a nighttime or a twilight grand final for, what, 20, 21 years now. Uh, it works. People watch it. Uh, it's a sellout. I just don't see it ever changing. But I appreciate the text. Uh, Green Keeping Rooster. A couple more there. I'll get to them shortly, but keep them coming in. Still got a bit of time. 0457 736 736 or call the open line anytime. one 1170 The show is yours at 1426. Uh, we're talking about the grand final. It may be at night, but it has uh, sold out. Uh, Parramatta Penrith, uh, the NRL grand final, of course, NRLW beforehand as well with Knights up against the Eels, the national championship as well. So despite uh, all this talk about on this show today about maybe moving it back to the daytime, it's not going to happen. Um, and it is sold out. It'll be packed out there and everywhere uh, will be packed. Uh, bad news, just moving away uh, from the NRL Grand Final just for a second, uh, for the World Cup. And again, as I say, we're only just over two weeks away from it. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. has made the shot call to pull out of the World Cup. In an emotional call, Pangai Jr. has informed Tongan head coach Christian Wolf that he has made the decision to put his club Canterbury first over running out for Tonga. Just 10 days after being named in Wolf's strong extended 32-man squad for the upcoming World Cup, Pangar Jr. has been withdrawn. 
In the wake of a tough first season with Canterbury that included a stint in the New South Wales Cup, the powerful and lethal back rower is determined to dedicate his entire summer to the Bulldogs and to ensure he is in peak fitness for an all-important 2023 season. The decision is clear recognition from Pangar Jr. that instead of being part of something special with Tonga at the World Cup, he's prepared to put the work in to rediscover his best form. Look, that's good uh, for Canterbury and that's good for Pangai Jr. But gee, it's a shame for the World Cup. I've seen a couple of people uh, pull out over the past week or so. We don't want that. We want as many uh, as all of our best players at the World Cup, whatever um, side you get, um, uh, whatever side they're playing for. I agree. Uh, I think you'd love to have, um, and I saw a comment earlier on Twitter agreeing with that, that surely we just want our best players at the World Cup. But anyway, uh, doesn't seem to be happening. So Tavita, Tavita Pangai Jr. Uh, not going to be playing for Tonga in this World Cup, as uh, as is Ray Fatella Mariner, uh, Roman Fatella Mariner, who returned to action this season for the Bulldogs. He has decided to pull out of the World Cup as well. So hopefully we don't get too many more people pulling out of the Rugby League World Cup that begins in just a couple of weeks' time. Dylan Edwards, he doesn't want to talk about his World Cup chances, but surely he has to be a chance to be part of the squad. Has to be part of the squad, doesn't he? Um, I know James Tedesco will be the fullback, Latrell Mitchell in the centres. Um, surely he gets a game here or there in the World Cup. I think think he has to. Has to. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, there. And just a couple of other sporting stories before a break, and then we'll finish off the show with some of your texts. Australia has completed its impressive FIBA Women's World Cup comeback, winning a fourth consecutive game to finish on top of Group B and ensure they avoid the USA in, in, uh, until a potential final. The Opals beat Japan 71-54 last night in Sydney to finish with a 4-1 win-loss record, level with Canada, but ahead via the head-to-head tiebreaker. The hosts would have finished third in the group, coined the group of death if France had joined them and the Canadians in a three-way tie. However, the French lost earlier on Tuesday to Serbia. Their pair of results mean Australia, the Group B winner, could not face the USA or runner-up China in the quarterfinals, which begin on Thursday. Uh, Australia will face either Belgium or Puerto Rico uh, on Thursday when the quarterfinals begin. So well done to the Opals. They had a loss in the first game of the Women's Basketball World Cup, but have turned things around into the finals. And we mentioned this yesterday with... um, Jonathan Gallo, that England-Germany game uh, finished three all at the end uh, of the day. It was halftime at nil all, uh, nil all at halftime, sorry, when we were speaking to John, but ended up three all. Uh, but a lot of pressure still on Gareth South, uh, Southgate. Harry Maguire was picked, although he hasn't been playing for Manchester United, and made a couple of errors, including Germany's 52nd-minute opener. Pressure building on Gareth Southgate, winless in the last six games. And the World Cup, England's first game against Iran, just over, or just on seven weeks away, seven weeks uh, this Monday until that all begins. So let's see how that pressure builds. We'll take a break, finish off with all your texts, 0457 736 736. This is Tradies News in a nutshell. It's nine and a half to six. At five and a half to six, let's finish off with some of your texts. 0457 736 736. Don't forget this uh, season, by the way, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Uh, Chookman says, hi, Dan. Uh, a great grand final moment, meatloaf. 
Uh, yeah, I think you're referring to his AFL performance. He was much better. Uh, people forget he did the 2003 pre-match entertainment, and he was good there. And this text saying, Dan, you're spot on about to the 2019 grand final with Jack Whiten winning the Clive Churchill medal. Yeah, two uh, grand finals out of three. The Roosters won where they didn't win a Clive Churchill medal. Thank you for your company today, Volsi and Brandy, coming up through SDN 11.70 a.m. Clint Gutherson will join them early on in the show at about 6.30. And Josh Adokar, also a special guest and Patton Hills through SENQ 693am and SEN 1620am tomorrow on our show. Chris Perkins will join me. I'll catch you 5am. Have a great th- uh, have a great Wednesday. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.